You really need to talk to the folks here at Next Level. I've got to tell you, just speaking to the people here, they are fired up, they get it, they've got the right balance, and they're all increasing their income, they're increasing their production. But you're dealing with uh, people that are in the trenches dealing with this, our practitioners, had failures, had successes, learned from it, and it's about helping you, not just like get through the next month, but it's about creating legacy business for yourself. And I can tell you that uh, you are mission focused, I know you're purpose focused, and, and I can tell you that every loan officer that I've communicated with um, that's been part of your platform has been a raving fan. Well, all right, all right. Welcome back to the Next Level Loan Officers podcast. Man, we have got an awesome show for you today. I uh, have my main man, Sean Z, here in the studio with me. Sean, what's up, my brother? What's up, Kellen? I mean, it's not often that uh, the two best coaches in Next Level get to do a podcast together like this. And that's so right. You're, that's right. Yeah, that's right. So big day today. And uh, hey, listen, you know, this is the number one podcast for loan officers by loan officers that's out there right now. So if you're a loan officer and you're listening to this, man, we appreciate you being here. We appreciate you downloading and listening. And uh, if you like what you hear and you want to check out Next Level or learn a little bit more, head on over to becomenl.com. Again, becomenl.com. You can join up. It's 197 bucks a month and you can uh, come into our community. Man, We've got a ton of great information to help loan officers get uh, from where they are to where they want to be quicker and more efficient. Also, if you're listening to this, you can also watch this podcast as we were just talking about check us out we have a youtube channel next level loan officers all of our podcasts are loaded up there and uh, you can uh, go right along with us and watch if you want to see what these look like behind the scenes i promise it's not as glamorous as it sounds you can check us out over on youtube and watch us there well sean we've got an awesome guest today man a personal favorite of mine um why don't you uh kick us off here so we, we have a great gentleman from uh, the great state of Texas. Another two two people from the great state of Texas joining us today. Uh, man has a great name. The, the name just rolls right off your tongue. We are joined by by Sean Richards. So Sean been in the mortgage business for a while. Has had a journey from a bank loan officer to the mortgage banking side of the world, and. Man, Sean's got a unique story. It's been so smooth for him since day one. There's been not one mistake made. It's been the clearest, easiest path. And so he's here to tell us about how you can have just such a clean, easy, smooth path to success like he has. Yes. Bump, road bump free. Sean, what's up, bro? Hey, what's going on, guys? <clears throat> Thanks so for that having pretty me. pretty much summed it all up, right? Uh, it's you know squeaky clean, man. It's uh, it, it couldn't have been smoother. Uh, that's why I'm, I'm still, still hustling every single day. Cause it's so smooth. <laughs> no, really. So, uh, Sean, it's, uh, so we were just talking about 10 years ago, uh, today you're, uh, sitting inside one of the large financial institutions in these great United States of America as a bank loan officer. And, uh, 10 years later, you're working at guaranteed rate, correct? Uh, yeah, mostly correct. So, so let me, let me, uh, change. 
correct some of that. So I was actually 10 years ago, I was, I was a personal banker. Personal a, banker. Yeah I, was, uh, yeah. I wasn't even, I wasn't even a loan officer. I was a personal banker, okay. um, at a large financial institution. Um, and my favorite part of every day was to see how many debit cards I could reissue. It was glorious. <laughs> oh, Absolutely atrocious. <laughs> not about that. Not about that. So yeah, got out of that real fast. So when did you start uh, in the loan officer career? Um, so I guess technically it, it really was back when I was with, uh, the bank. Um, so I, I started with the bank back in 2003 and, uh, as a personal banker, of course, this was back before the safe act, right? So I could originate loans, uh, not quite in the capacity that I'm doing today, but, uh, it was a good chunk of it, right? Um, taking applications, getting docs, prepping it, getting into processing. So somewhat similar. And then safe act came about and, uh, the bank took all of that away from us bankers and I was relegated to uh, debit card issuer extraordinaire. So uh, that was in you know between 2008, 2010, uh, and, and finally in 2012, I said I've had enough, and uh, I jumped ship to mortgage banking. And uh, so, so tell us about that journey. You said uh, it's just been smooth sailing. <laughs> it's been easy. Nothing but success. You got uh, no. So t- t- tell us the down and dirty. Tell us some things that have happened that. As you look back on, you're like terrible mistakes, but you wouldn't be where you are without them. And and what are some things other loan officers that are listening right now uh, can learn from your mistakes to accelerate them past and through, or maybe completely dodge uh, some of the pitfalls that you experienced along the way? Uh, sure. Um, I, I think my my first mistake was thinking it was going to be easier than it was to get off the ground. Um, and, you know, I left I left being a personal banker, got into mortgage banking. Uh, my first year in mortgage banking, uh, I doubled my income from what I was making as a banker. And I was like, man, this is, this is a piece of cake. And, and that, was the, that was my first mistake is having that thought right there. Um, and uh, I, I didn't work as hard as I could have, should have. And the following year, my income shrank by 70%. So, um, so yeah, so it hit me hard right where it counts, right in the wallet. And so I, uh, I, I took stock, uh, or I took inventory of, of why that happened, what I was doing and, um, and made a decision that I needed to really grind, um, every day, every week, every month and, um, and absorb as much information from the people that are, that are where I want to get to as possible. So mistake number one, thinking it was too easy. And not willing to put in, not, not focusing on putting in the work. You know, Kellen, it's funny because, you know, so many people a year ago, six months ago today, they're complaining about turn times. They're complaining about appraisals. They're complaining about something taking too long. And uh, I mean, you and I had so many conversations. There's going to be a time you wish it took 60 days to close a refi. That's right. And as we sit here six months into this year, there's a lot of people who wishing it was taking 60 days to close a refi again. You know, it's hard to stay hungry when you're well-fed, right? Like, I, I love that saying. It's it's always one of those where when when the getting's good, right? Like, it just seems easy. It's hard to stay hungry and keep going after it and keep grinding and keep hustling. And then, uh, you know, there is a time when it slows down and you got to kind of refocus and, and get back in on it. So, yeah, I, I get that 100%. We wish those days 
were around. So, Sean, fast forward uh, a little bit. So tell us kind of about your current team because you do some pretty amazing stuff. And I know there's a lot of loan officers out there listening right now who are like, man, I, you know, um, maybe they were in your shoes a few years back or, or maybe they're a personal banker now and they're sitting there trying to decide what they want to do. So give us some kind of just a little context, a little clarity around kind of the current status. Yeah, absolutely. Well, <clears throat> coming up and in, in throughout my career in various jobs, um, I've been in customer service of, of various sorts. And so, um, you know, my team's focus. So first off, my team, I've got um, two assistants, I've got a loan partner, and then I've got a, uh, what I call a client concierge on my team. And spending the majority of my career in, uh, in customer service, um, I just got so in tune with taking care of people and really providing a different level of experience. And, um, and honestly, in today's society, in today's world, like how many companies do we all interact with that we get amazing experiences on? Um, so not many, right. It's very, it's very few. Mm -hmm. It's very few. So my team and I focus on the client experience and, um, and we just try to go above and beyond and really surprise them throughout the entire process with the level of attention that we pay to them, whether it's um, in-process gifting, whether it's past client follow-up. Um, you know, my client concierge, she follows up with all of our past clients four times every single year for life, basically. Um, and that's, you know, and that's so that way we can proactively answer questions. That's so that way we can check in on statuses that we can get, um, stay in tune with what's going on in their lives, whether it's kids' birthdays or, or events or, or other things that we can, um, that we can have an impact um, on them. So we just, we just really focused on that client experience. Um, you guys heard me say this in, in Fort Lauderdale, but my, my favorite quote of all time is a Walt Disney quote. And, and Walt Disney said that, you know, whatever you do, do it well, do it so well that when people see you do it, they'll want to come back and see you do it again. And they'll want to bring others and show them how well you do what you do. Mm. And so that's kind of our mantra is we just want to, everyone that we interact with, we want them to leave saying, gosh, we, we need to do that again. Like we need to share that with people. We need to show yeah. them. Um, and I think it's rare nowadays um, to have companies that, that want to perform on such a level that people just are compelled to come back and to show others and to tell others and things like that. So I think you bring up something really interesting, <clears throat> which is this client concierge. And this is a uh, position that a lot of people ask about. I don't think you know, it's almost kind of like the term loan partner, right? Like that's still a term that is not, I don't think fully adopted in the mortgage industry yet. Right. There's still a lot of confusion over a, a LOA versus a loan partner. Client concierge. I mean, that's something that we've been talking about here at Next Level for a while now. Obviously you've got one in place, um, but it's a question that we get a lot. And I think the listeners would probably be fairly interested to understand you know, in your operation, what does that position do? Like you mentioned that they reach out to the database four times a year and things like that. But what are some other just day-to-day -day things that that position does? And why do you think that's so important? Sure. Um, so funny enough, um, that is probably the most critical position on my team. Um, so what my client concierge does, in addition to reaching out to our past clients, um, she, she does a litany of, of activities. Um, she's part admin 
and then part client concierge. So from the admin side, she's ordering our closing gifts. She's doing a lot of our handwritten notes. Um, we, we probably write 250 to 300 handwritten notes a month. Um, and so she's doing those, she's sending out birthday cards to our past clients. Um, we do birthday cards with a dollar scratch off in them, um, to every past client, um, throughout the year. Um, she does the client calls. She plans our, uh, our events. So we just recently had an event in May fun in the sun. We invited all of our past clients out to uh, grapevine Lake, which Kellen, you'll know, um, mm-hmm. but out there to a lake in the area and, um, just had a really good time. We brought a bunch of uh, sports balls and, and different things to do while out there and had some giveaways. So she plans that. Um, and so she is just the, the face of the team when they're not in the loan process itself, mm-hmm. I guess is the best way to describe it. She is the face when they're not physically in processing and underwriting in closing. She is the face of the team. She's the one that's connecting with them um, on a, on a day-to-day week-to-week, month-to-month basis. You know, and and I know there's a lot of loan officers. Sorry, Sean. Let me. I just want to get this in real quick. I know there's a lot of loan officers out there who who look at their operation and say, "Man, there's there's things I know I need to be doing that I'm probably not doing, or I'm not doing them well, or I'm not doing them consistently." Right. And so, you know, one of those or a couple of those are exactly the things that you just talked about sending out the birthday cards, writing handwritten thank you notes, planning events, reaching out to your database four times a year. So, you know, uh, man, kudos to you for for recognizing that and bringing that position on, understanding what a critical role that that is in the operation. Because, I mean, we talked to a handful, or not a handful, we talked to a ton of LOs who I think that's a huge piece that they're missing. And what ends up happening is they try to do that themselves, right? They know it's important. They try to do it themselves. And so what happens? Well, again, they do it inconsistently or they end up not doing it at all. And, and, or they do it and it's not a great use of their time. It's not technically probably what we would refer to as a money-making activity. And so they're not spending that time out driving business, going out and finding that next referral partner. They're way, you know, they're spending their time handwriting thank you notes, which again, not a terrible use of your time, but to what Sean's done here is brought on a client concierge and lets them do it probably at a much higher level uh, than you would even do it, Sean. With much, which what's much better handwriting as well. So <laughs> exactly, exactly. <laughs> you know, and that's the thing too, right? It's like a lot of times people they, they don't want to bring people on like that because well, I don't want to give up control of that, or I don't want to give up, or I don't want to pay for that. You know, that cost. And I, I would guess that you would say that that role probably pays for itself two or three times over each year based on the referrals and the feedback and the experience that your clients have. To your point, they have a great experience. They tell one or two, three family members and two neighbors, and now all of a sudden you're getting uh, multiple loans from that deal. We've, we've, our past client referrals and our, I mean, I can't tell you how many times where she does one of those four calls a year and, and uncovers a refinance need. Like we don't even market for refinances because there's really, there's not a ton of need. We, we get a lot of refinances from those calls. Um, we get a lot of past client referrals from our, or referrals from past clients from those calls that are critical. And uh, it, it's really 90% of what she does. If I didn't have this person on the team, they wouldn't get done. Those things just wouldn't happen. Right. And so that's, that's how critical it is, is I just don't have the time or capacity to do 90% of what this person does if I were trying to do it on my own. 
Uh, but those tasks, those items, those thank you cards, those birthday cards, those client calls, um, I, I personally believe they are they are critical components um, of the level of of experience that I want to provide. And notice I keep saying, I don't say service, right? A lot of people are like, oh, how, you know, what separates you from someone else? Oh, I give great service. Awesome. What does that mean? What does that look like? Right? Um, I want to give great service, but honestly, I want to create an exceptional experience is how I tell everybody. I talk to realtors about this all the time. Um, people appreciate good service, but they remember a great experience. And as much as I want to be appreciated, if they don't remember me when they're talking to their neighbor who's looking at buying or refinancing, then we haven't done our job because they're not remembering us at that time of impact. And so that's what we want to, that's what we strive to create is, is the level of experience where they remember us long after the transaction itself. Mm. I love that. Sean, what were you going to ask? You had a question. Well, no, I was about to say something, but Kellen, you're, you're such a genius. Uh, the words were flowing out of your mouth mm. that, uh, you know, th there's a tale of two loan officers that, that are going to, to hear this and that it's going on right now as, as we speak. And, and Kellen, you mentioned as, as we're talking about these client concierge positions that, that we have and that we've developed, the it's, it's not a money-making activity, as you mm. said. It makes a lot of money. It's an investment into, into what we do. And so as many, many loan officers thought their plate was going to be as full this year with refis as it was last year, and the purchase business is, is absolutely insane. It's even busier than it was last year, but without the refis, we don't have the amount of loan volume going through. You know, I already hear the talk. I already hear people talking about I'm going to cut costs. I'm going to do like this. Is, this is where the industry is shifting. This is where chicken little is getting into somebody's head because your manager or you're thinking this or your paycheck just wasn't guys like that. This is the time. I mean, like you're zigging when other people are zagging that this is the time to bring this position on. It doesn't cost that much. It the number one, two, three, four, the 10 thing that every loan officer needs to be focused on right now is market share. Yep. How can you gain more market share? How can you gain more realtor referrals and partners? So when we don't have as robust of a purchase market and maybe the refis aren't there in the same manner that even they still are to a big extent right now, like what are you going to do? Um, the more people you have that send you business, the, the more you win, the less it matters if somebody else goes. And, and so you just have to decide who you want to be and who you are in this business. You know what? If, if you made a lot of money last year, like invest some of that in yourself now. Like there's, there's no time like the present. And Sean, it's just, it's awesome to hear what, what you're doing. And like, I mean, these are, these are simple things. These activities are not something that it, it takes a, a ton of training to do. You have to have somebody who's a people person who likes talking to people on the phone and has nice handwriting. I'm Sean. I'm, I'm just like you. I, I have somebody else who writes my thank you cards and people who know me um, know I have handwriting just like you as well too. And yeah. like they, they'll send me pictures, <laughs> the card. I'm like, I know you didn't write this. I'm like, I know what you're still thinking about me and sending me a picture with the card. Like, well, <laughs> hey, and, and, and in case, in case uh, KT is listening, I did write his thank you card. So yeah, <laughs> he's too busy uh, sipping on that whiskey that, 
that you sent over. Yeah. So, all right. So, Sean, so there's going to be some loan officers that are listening to this that are like, yeah, but, you know, how much is this guy? How much volume is he really doing? What are his numbers? So give us your uh, give us your baseball card. Give us a few of your just quick stats on kind of you and, and your business, because I know you got some pretty impressive numbers there as well. Okay. Well, and let me throw one uh, other thing that I forgot to mention. So my client concierge um, also manages my, uh, my review process. We have a very, mm. very specific review process. Um, I'm not like a rock star, but I've got 170 five-star reviews on Zillow. So I'm doing okay. I'm let doing me tell you right. something. That's no small feat, man. Getting reviews on Zillow is, is tough deal. You got 175. That's legit. Yeah, we're gonna we're gonna move over to Google uh, at Sean Z's uh, recommendation from our last coaching call. So, yeah, um, all right. So, too. baseball card. Um, yeah. So, I guess let me just kind of give you the 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 run up here. Um, back in 2012 to let's call it 2015, um, I was kind of just blindly throwing darts. Didn't really know. I uh, didn't have the right process in place. Didn't have as much structure as I have now. And I was doing you know, six to eight. 9 million uh, on a, on an annual basis. Um, 2015 got a clue, started putting processes into place, started hiring people, um, you know, jumped up to, uh, 12 ish million in 2015 and 2016, uh, got a little bit more information and, uh, and started keying in on some key activities. 2017 is really kind of where it started to take off for me. We jumped up to 19 million in 2017, hung around in that for a little while. And then 2019, um, uh, bumped up to 24 million. And then last year, uh, partially thankful to the, the refi boom, um, closed a hair shy of 36 million last year. Um, so with a goal of uh, north of 40 million this year. Wow. Those are great numbers, man. Those are great numbers. I mean, so, a lot of loan officers out there listening to this right now that would love to put forty million dollars in loans and in, in their uh, a lot that would like to put twenty four million in, in loans. Th- th- that too, yeah, absolutely. Well, kudos to you, man. Like, you know, uh, so Sean's part of our uh, uh, next level loan officers top producer huddle group here. Um, an amazing contributor presented in our uh, Fort Lauderdale event with some really great um, strategies and stuff that he's been working on. Shared it with our group. So, man, we appreciate you. Uh, we you know, appreciate Kelly- everything that you bring to the group. Not, not only, but Sean's a great dude because we, he, he won the, the marketing strategy yeah. that, that we put together and, uh, and we gave away a remarkable. And so he got a few other things with it as well too, but, but he actually gave that to somebody else, uh, another member who was there and who had reached out and they connected well with and, um, and so that was just that was really cool. First class, yeah. first class, right there. You're a good, Rebe- dude, John. Shout out, shout out to Rebecca Foot in uh, in PA. Yeah. So yeah, that's the beauty of uh, that's the beauty of next level, right? Like we always say, hey, it's not about us, it's not about the coaches, it's all about the group. And there's some awesome people in there. And and uh, Sean, I, I clearly, you know, Rebecca made an impact to you, and you were able to repay that, which is which is awesome. So, and I should have known with all your success, I should have known you were a remarkable guy. Like, like I am, I don't think Sean Z you're not a, you're, are you? Oh, oh look, look, at that. That. look at that. We have, uh, we have taken over. If, if you're listening to this and you're not using a remarkable, man, maybe we should do a class on that. That'd be pretty cool too. All right, gang. Well, that wraps it up here for another episode of the next level loan officers podcast. Sean Z, thank you very much for, uh, co-hosting with me. I appreciate you. Uh, Sean, thank you very much for, uh, 
being on today and, and man, sharing a little bit of your experience and your knowledge. I know there's a lot of loan officers out there that really appreciate uh, those that come on here and offer a little bit of insight and advice because um, we were all there once, right? We we're all at different places along the river and it's good to hear from somebody who's a little further down. No, absolutely. I appreciate you guys having me. And uh, I'm going to apologize right now if I steal some thunder on this. But uh, hey, everyone listening, get out, go to go to Scottsdale, go to Arizona, mastermind, be there. Not going to, I know I personally won't be missing another mastermind unless it's like on our anniversary, on my anniversary or something like that. So anyways, yeah. And what it, were you saying, Sean, off air? Uh, you said, um, even if it's on my anniversary, like just tell my <laughs> wife too bad. I think it, you said something like that. I don't remember exactly what it was, but yeah, that's a great point, Sean. So we, uh, we have announced it. We've got our next, uh, next level loan officers live event, uh, as well as our mastermind are both in Scottsdale. Uh, they start on, uh, September 10th and we're going to roll through that weekend. And so listen, if you're not in next level, my, uh, Advice to you would be run over to becomenl.com, sign up and join us, uh, just like Sean did. Uh, join us at our mastermind in Scottsdale. That will be September 11th and 12th. So we we'll hope to see you there. Uh, for everybody else here at Next Level, we'll see you on the next one. Thanks, guys. Peace, y'all. Peace.